Why don't don't you read from the bottom up? That's what I'm going to do. As far as the awards are concerned, and we can get the nominees. Are we missing? Are we skipping over Game Source Jeopardy? No, that's our. uh, Those are questions for for this year. No, absolutely not. What's Game Source? Yeah. If you look on the. uh, if you look on the script, yeah, um, now nobody else reads it either. <laughs> no, I've read it. I just well, this I is saw, my first I, podcast. I saw so. Game Source Jeopardy, and I don't know what Game Source Jeopardy is. Come on, no, guys, Nick. give me some support no, here. <laughs> no, Nick, you're the only one with no preparation going into a podcast. You know, one day yeah, you guys aren't going to have me. <laughs> one day, one day you're going to have no Nick. I will always have a Nick. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say, Sarah. I, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm getting a little concerned over here. He no, is I your said, husband, so I said Nick. I thought Nick said Nick. So you're lying. <laughs> I don't know. If he wants Nick and not Sarah. I don't know how much longer I can say my husband? Uh, what? I'm not here. Just ignore me. You're playing Warcraft anyway. I'm not. <laughs> I don't hear any clicking. Exactly. No, he's playing. I'm not playing nothing. He's lying. He's probably mouse steering he, right now. He put silencers on his keyboard. <laughs> that's yeah, that. That's when you know Bryce is uh. What the key yeah, you're here butt mashing. So obviously I'm not playing Diablo right now. <laughs> he wrapped his he wrapped his towel in a mouth. <laughs> he wrapped his mouth in a towel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I commit. I commit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's commitment. Other things. Okay. Back back from break in five, four. Are you sure. Are you sure. Three, two. Folks, to Game Source episode fifty-three, uh, our end of the year Game Source podcast. Um, we actually have almost our full, full crew on tonight. Uh, we have Stephanie, uh, Sarah, Bryce, and uh, Old Man Gerald. You know what? I'm going to come over there and smack you. It's another <laughs> beautiful day in paradise when I can come over there and smack you. Ha ha ha! Say like those words. <laughs> Say those words. No. No. <laughs> You're not making bad character references to other podcasts. No, thank you. Just listen to the previous episode with his rage rant, and you'll understand what I'm what I'm trying to get him to say. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Anybody else there? I am here. Do I really have to say it? <laughs> Okay, Nick. Do you have anything to do about pimping hoes? Wait, what? <laughs> I'm Something like that. I, you've lost me. I was absent for the last podcast. <laughs> Nick was uh, making a rant on uh, violence as far as I'm concerned. It seemed to turn into uh, a rant also on GTA. And uh, just him saying those words was kind of funny just you know if you if uh, anybody out there knew nick the way i knew i know nick just him saying those kind of words it's just uh quite amusing 
Well, go ahead, Gerald. I think you had some announcements to make starting us off. Uh, yes. Well, like I said, uh, it's you know it is our first podcast really for the 2013. Um, we did have the Rage Rant that you should listen to as our episode number 52 um, that started us the year. But this is our first full podcast of the year. We want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, do want to say 2012 ended very strong. Not only our Game of the Year uh, voting, a lot of people that, that did come and check out our site at www.yourgamesource.com. I appreciate everybody stopping by, checking out our Facebook page, YouTube page, Twitter, and all that. But I do want to say uh, congratulations again. We did attend a great ceremony a couple weeks ago. It was the wedding of 2012 between Jeremiah and Steph. And uh, I want to say again, congratulations to those two. Steph is here today. And I uh, just want to say she's... Uh, Greatly appreciated, and, and as far as the show is concerned, and, and just want to say congratulations uh, again on uh, your recent nuptials on behalf of us. Thank you. Uh, so, on that happy note, CES 2013, we will be there. <laughs> um, well, we're, we're talking today on the eve before CES, so we're all excited. Isn't that right, Nick? Oh yeah, I can barely hold uh, hold my bladder in. Um, CES 2013, uh, we will actually be there bright and early tomorrow morning. Uh, me earlier than the others because um, CES failed to send me my badge. Uh, thank you, guys. Um, so I, I guess the early part of this podcast before we get into the uh, main content of our discussion tonight. Um, does uh, anybody want to share expectations? Um, hopeful wishes to see better stuff than last year. Does anybody have high, low expectations for the show this year? What do you expect to see? You know, stuff along those lines. I'm just going anybody? to be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> there you go. So you're holding no expectations then? No, no, no. <laughs> Everything's going to be amazing. Okay. What? Nick, have you got? You've gone before, obviously, uh, as everybody has seen on our on our YouTube channel, yourgamesource.com. dot uh, com. Bryce, this is your first time for CES, yeah. Uh, Sarah, this is your first time as well. Yes, it is. And Steph, your first time. Yep. All right, so we got some first timers. That's exciting. So it's uh, it's going to be a great challenge to go there and and see everything. Uh, I know over the past couple of days on the Facebook site, if you got a chance, everyone out there to take a listen and take a look out there, see our site. Uh, you've seen a lot of great stories coming through the wire. I appreciate uh, everyone who's contributed to the Facebook site. Um, uh, press conferences from Sony, press conferences from Sharp, uh, obviously the NVIDIA announcement of their new gaming system, Android gaming system. That's a that's big news right there. And there seems to be a great emphasis on Android gaming, uh, which is of great interest to me and I'm sure a lot of us gamers out there. And then also, well, another great interest uh, that seems to be coming, at least early on, is the new resolutions of, of a lot of TVs that are, that are going to be introduced in the marketplace. And it seems like 4K... Uh, uh, will be the premium, and it will be now the catchphrase instead of 1080. So we'll be able to see the the clarity and picture uh, of that hopefully starting tomorrow, and then we'll hopefully get to see a lot of these uh, manufacturers put out some good products that that will be able to play maybe the Xbox 720 or PS4 on hopefully in the near future. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much higher quality in television they could really get, but. Um, I'm certainly not going to go to see the televisions. Uh, as, uh, as well, I wanted, I wanted to get to the point where I can reach out and grab you by the neck, Nick. <clears throat> just let me put it that way. You know, I could be somewhere else, and you can say something that you usually like to say, and then I can just come out right through and just boom. There you go. I think Nintendo is working on that for their next console system. <laughs> there you go. So, are you? Is this a reference to that pun that you made on Facebook about how I should? Take a replica skyhook and go down the Fremont Street experience with no harnesses. <laughs> well, no, but now that you mention it, uh, I mean, since you uh, commented on how much you want the skyhook, uh, the skyhook replica from Bioshock Infinite, I said if you're going to buy it, you might as well use it. 
I have I do. Batman thing. <laughs> That's uh, a classic. That's the original. My skyhook would destroy your battering. <laughs> Bat- battering. Okay. Outside outside the fact that it sounded like a really terrible sexual pun. Um let's move on to uh <laughs> like what we were Choice. discussing before. <laughs> um so I know with everybody having a first time here, except I guess for you and I, Gerald. I mean, what about you? Do you have any? Do you have any high expectations outside televisions? I know Microsoft not being there. Do you think that Microsoft not being there? Or, well, I guess the better question is: Do you think Microsoft being there defined a real large part of the presence of that show, or do you think um, other companies are just going to kind of move in where Microsoft was and just swallow them up, and and nobody's really going to be feeling the impact from that? Well, Microsoft uh, just, you know, even if if they're not there in physically, they're still there in spirit because there's going to be a ton of tablets trying to support, you know, that support Windows 8. And right now, Windows 8 is not selling the way, it, you know, most people expected it would. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who developed uh, their products for Windows 8 that, you know, look like it's going to support it. But the problem is they're, they're out there front and center that at CES trying to show it off. So whether regardless of where Microsoft's there or not, you know, it's it they they're gonna they're they're going to be well represented in one fashion or another. Should they have been there? Yes. But I think also as I stated, uh actually as far as the column that that, that I have on my Yes Elvis Lives blog, I think also as well this would have been a great time to introduce the seven twenty. But that's just me. Well, I mean uh you know Hopefully, uh, I've, I've been previously uh, a little disappointed over the last couple of years with CES. My uh, my interest from years ago is is kind of diminished. Um, unfortunately, uh, the last few conferences that they've had, I, I think their focus was too um, too entirely on on televisions um, the year before, and I, I don't think their focus in, in their direction has been um, as great as it has been in years past. However. Um, I know we want to go into this thing with high hopes. Um, I don't know, really know if personally I have any high expectations or I really, I mean, my desire is really to hopefully see the development of some new games. Um, I know their center focus isn't really the production side of and, and, and demo of games, however. Um, in years past, anyway, they've had a couple really cool, uh, unique things there. So, um, We'll, uh, we'll we'll uh, have to sit tight and see, but um, it looks like uh, you know we just want to also give you guys a reminder um, of uh, new articles. Our, our new writers, uh, William and Joel, um, and our CES coverage uh, for tomorrow, um, as well as the uh, Christmas horror stories. Um, I, I think Gerald had uh, I may have touched on that in a previous podcast. I'm not really sure, but. Um, I thought he had made mention of that before, but um, in any case, um, <clears throat> I know we had uh, I had kind of gone on off on a rant uh, on this uh, on the previous podcast. Uh, however, you know we'll we'll kind of briefly touch on everybody's opinion on this, and we won't go you know, real large in this as as it, uh, again it is a sensitive area for for some people, um, probably for most actually. Uh, but obviously, the the violent video games. Um, you know, coming up in the news news headlines again, and uh, as our as the tragic events from the Sandy Hook Elementary School incident, um, you know, reiterating how the NRA and some members of our U.S. government um, are call, trying to call for tighter restrictions on the violent video games. Uh, you know, the question really comes into play is: Do we think video games, you know, played in this role? You know, in this capacity, so shootings, you know, survival horror, um, even things as surreal as you know zombie games, things of that nature that contain violence, do tighter restrictions need to be placed on games in this regard? And again, I, I really went on a blast attack with you know I, I just I was very very strongly opinionated on this, so I'll I'll, I'll diminish my my comments to to just this, but. Um, I disagree about the restrictions that need to be placed on video games personally. Um, however, that's my opinion. But um, Sarah, why don't you why don't you share your your 
outlook is on this. I feel that whenever something like this happens and a tragedy like this happens on the magnitude that it happened, if you will, everybody's always looking for somebody or something to blame without placing blame or too much blame on the person themselves. Clearly, the person that, you know, caught did all the shooting and whatnot, he was very mentally disturbed and nobody's touching on that. They're just blaming it on everything else. And it's like the same thing with Columbine when that happened. It was video games and Marilyn Manson. It was all their fault. There was no blame placed on the individual and the fact that clearly they have mental, deep, deep mental issues that needed to be resolved. So, therefore, I don't think that blaming video games is the right answer. I think that the American public and the government needs to focus on the, like, the individuals themselves and say, hey, you know, these people were really mentally ill and we didn't you know, whoever, schools, psychologists, whoever didn't recognize that, and that's the problem, not the games. Yeah, that's that's how I felt when I, you know, when I had originally discussed this topic with Juro was, was just that, was they're looking for an excuse and an avenue to blame because they don't certainly don't want to blame themselves. And I think the larger issue here is not, video games being the psychological drive and the 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 center issue and focus as to why these things occurred the way they occurred i think the focus needs to be on what we can do to prevent things like this from happening in the future and placing tighter restrictions on mature rated title uh and content is is not the solution they need to be focused on it it may be part of a solution but it should have been something that was all along closely monitored anyway so i i really think this is a much you know it's kind of like a you know fishing for the small the small fish in an ocean instead of you know trying to catch the big fish in a pond so you know my opinion on that is is again you know, keeping it simple is that they need to worry about tighter restrictions on the the safety of our students and our children rather than trying to to find somebody to blame and video games just again happen to be that that happy medium for everybody so um, well, like, like, like you're saying i feel that whenever there's public outcry for something like this they want something to blame and something to be angry at and unfortunately i feel like violent video games are always like the easiest thing to grasp on and say that that's terrible we shouldn't have that we should have tighter restrictions it all leads up to things that happen like this is because of violent video games and it's ridiculous and Mm -hmm. you know i'm a parent and this like this tragedy it scared me like it really upset me but i'm not over here saying well this guy played grand theft auto so he went and did a massive school shooting i think that that is kind of ridiculous in the line of thinking yeah and and you know they they want something materialistic to blame they, they don't want to blame the fact that this could have been a much larger, more intricate issue than what it was. But, you know, again, it's the easy thing for people to blame and they're going to take advantage of that. And, you know, sadly, unfortunately, games have to suffer for that. So Exactly. Well, I think that in America, especially mental illness is still a very taboo subject. I mean, even as early as 50 years ago, we were still performing lobotomies on people. And mental illness is still something that people are kind of afraid to touch on. And I feel like that, you know, I'm not an expert, but I feel like maybe that's where the focus should be. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. What, uh, Bryce, what do you think? Um, I, I don't agree that video games are a source of anything. Yes, I have seen some negative outcomes come from video games with smaller children acting out sort of violent scenes but the underlying situation here is that each of these people have had serious mental incapacities and mental dysfunction somewhere along in their life that caused them to do this uh video game violence isn't really the culprit here it's it's a scapegoat like everyone is saying this argument has been around for for i'm gonna say about two decades now uh, it's always just been the scapegoat for something tragic. But interesting enough, 
I, I was watching a psychologist talk about this. He, he specializes in the field of, of mental illness and, and tragedy and violence and stuff like this. He says the best thing to do when something like this happens is to not publicize it at all. You want to lock it away and you know, keep it away from the news. You don't want to show the killer's face. You don't want to show the death count. Otherwise, statistically, there's a 75% chance if you overpublicize something like this, like America usually does, there's going to be a copycat within eight days. And lately, there's been a string of shootings because it's all been heavily publicized. Well, you know, the other thing is, is that you know, you got people blaming all these these uh, games, you know, these violent games. What about the movies? Because there are some movies out there that top anything that these games have came out with, like Violent Wives. I mean, we're talking just, I mean, some movies that adults shouldn't even be watching. I mean, you know, what, what about them? Is anybody blaming the developers of those, uh, you know, those horror movies with this, this grotesque and disgusting content in there? You know, no, because there's not, um, there's not people who have... Um, psychiatric issues or um, who have deep-seated uh, depression and hatred and malice towards other people that aren't sitting and watching those movies and getting the same ideas that this person did, um, this individual did to, to go and to, to take the innocent lives of children because, you know, you know there's no movies out there that, are, that, that have those, under, those undertones, right? It's just video games. But, like, even if you're bringing movies into this, then, I mean, you can even go so far as to say the news is too violent to watch. I mean, you have pictures of soldiers with, you know, that have been blown to pieces or, you know, even there's stories in the news about children in the countries that we have soldiers in that have been killed in the active battle. So if you're going to bring movies into it, you can bring the media into it even. Yeah, there's just so many different avenues that you can apply this to. So, I mean, you know, for them to do again, uh, like you said, you know, video games, are an e- they're an easy target. They're just an easy target. And people are going to exploit that to the, to, to the most that they can. Pretty much. And the, the restrictions on mature games, I think it, what they're aiming for is sort of a rating system like they have with movies. Uh if it's an M-rated game, they want more control over it. But there are countries out there that have such a system in place already. And if you want the game, all you have to do is import it, order it online, and get it delivered straight to your house. This solution isn't going to be a solution at all. It's just um, parents are outraged, and this is the only feasible solution they have to appease the masses. Well, I mean, yeah, you got a good point. I mean, it's just like anything else, you know. You could import contraband. You can import illegal movies, illegal games. Uh, (laughs) If somebody wants something, they're going to find some way to get it. So, uh, but anyway, you know, Stephanie, what about uh, what about you? I know. Sorry, we didn't mean to to skip over you there. (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, there's a few things. Um, one of the biggest things is a statement that's been around for a long time is that does art imitate life or does life imitate art? Games have been around for, you know, the last half century. They haven't been around that long. But murder, violence, that's something that's been around for forever. Uh, it's, it's not that games are creating this. This is something that's already happened. People lose their minds. People go and do insane things that a normal sane person wouldn't do but there's no knowing really what caused that because like I said it video games haven't been around long enough to have caused an epidemic of violence like this it's all happening I think that people especially the media especially people that don't understand why it's happening are just trying to rationalize and figure out why someone would ever do that and Sometimes you just don't know. We don't know how a brain really works in someone, especially that's mentally ill. You don't know really what's going on in their head, and it could be any number of things. And people really, I think, 
just want to find a reason for it, and uh, violent video games are an easy target. Yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, I guess, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the, uh, on the media and, you know, we'll, we'll of course keep everybody here update on what's going on, but, um, thanks for everybody for sharing on that. I, again, I, we all know that's a, you know, that's, that's a sensitive topic for everybody. So we, we don't mean any ill intent, especially for the families who, uh, you know, are suffering from this tragedy. However, uh, people need to maybe consider not trying to, to rationalize something that can't be rationalized right now. So, uh, anyway, uh, I, I think Gerald had fallen back into darkness. So we're going to go ahead and move on to, uh, no, actually I'm still here. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm back. No, all I will say is this, uh, it just right now, as far as the U S government is concerned, NRA has a lot more stroke than the video game industry. And uh, whoever lobbies for the video game industry has got no chance compared to comparatively to the NRA. Um, so that's what makes video games an easy target. Um, because uh, NRA gives substantial backing, um, to quite a number of individuals as far as concern in the U.S. government today. So that basically in the public's eye, uh, you know, you have the NRA saying this. The NRA, the NRA just loves to blow, put up smoke screens as far as the concern. I understand an individual's right to, to protect themselves and respect that. But as far as assault rifles are concerned, is that really necessary to have assault rifles in people's hands as far as it's concerned uh, i don't think that's the case and and um unfortunately nothing good can come ha- has come of it uh but you know that's just my personal feelings and uh i just it's not necessarily representative of anyone as far as it's concerned here on the staff game source nevada or www.yourgamesource.com but just in a nutshell, I think, uh, like I said, the NRA has a lot more stroke than than video games concerned right now when it comes to uh, government. And well, Nick, you know, when you when you've got that, you know, it's just you know the NRA can just put blame in whoever they want and when they want and and avoid their own internal issues that they have. So, yeah, it's uh, all about it's all about greasing somebody's palms. So there you go. They can grease a lot more than the video game industry. Oh, I bet. <laughs> um, so anyway, THQ officially files for bankruptcy. Oh, bummer. Oh, that's a that's a shame, really. Um, <laughs> and why their reconstructing efforts are underway and remain, in their opinion, optimistic, which they're probably not. Ubisoft and other rumored publishers circle their assets like vultures on a carcass. <laughs> You're done, THQ. You are done. So um, do you believe this is it for THQ? Absolutely, I do. Or (laughs) – nice, Gerald. Nice. Good move, old man. Good move. Or is this my favorite series? (laughs) Or can Saints Row turn around their hopes for the future? (laughs) Absolutely, it can't. (laughs) I can't even believe you would write something like that. Saints Row will not save them. THQ, you're done. Everybody who working for THQ, you better spend time putting your resumes on Monster and find another find a job with other game companies because <laughs> this company ain't coming back. Oh, it's coming back. Oh, it's coming no, back with a vengeance. Saint, Saints Row Seven coming. Yeah. Well, uh, dildo, <laughs> get your dildo bat in your local convenience store. Let me enlighten you real quickly. Uh, THQ did file for bankruptcy, and they decided to quickly sell off. At the time, they just they wanted to sell their rights, as far as a publisher is concerned, to a a company that oversees uh, bankrupt companies. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of other individual companies like EA, Ubisoft, and some others, Warner Brothers, that that want to uh, purchase their at THQ's assets uh, filed a grievance uh, in bankruptcy court to say that that was not good. And uh, basically what THQ was trying to do was basically um, get themselves protected while they were in bankruptcy from having to sell off their assets so they wouldn't have to and basically would try to uh, refinance, you know, if they were able to get financing, uh, repurchase their own, uh, the rights to their own company and uh, basically get, stay in business and stay afloat as an entity itself. 
bankruptcy court uh, decided earlier today uh, that that was not correct, and they're going to uh, hopefully figure out a way to to do this properly as far as either retaining THQ as a whole or uh, selling off its assets to the highest bidder. And numerous game publishers have, uh, like you said, circled the uh, circled the THQ carcass like vultures, um, you know, looking for assets. And there are some very, very desirable assets that they do have. Um, not to mention Saints Row, your favorite game. That's no, serious. No amount of Saint Row iterations coming out will ever save that <laughs> that company. Well, there's also you know South Park, the Stick of Truth, which and also Metro Last uh, Last Light. Excuse me, yeah, Metro Last Light, and also as well um, Company of Heroes too uh, is also expected this year. And that, what I just wanted to say is there's there's also a lot of other individual companies that that are affected that they've done licensing deals. The most notably is uh, the WWE World Wrestling Entertainment, who they owe a substantial amount of money to because of their yearly series. Uh, which, if a bankruptcy did go down, there could be a potential loss of uh, upwards of, I believe, $40, $50 million um, by the WWE on their licensing deals. So, uh, obviously, them, among other companies, have also a vested interest on where THQ goes from here as well. Yeah, I'm going to the toilet, so they don't need to worry about that too much longer. Uh, you keep saying that, but you know they do have a lot of desirable assets. Um, Stephanie, I know you uh, personally uh, really enjoyed Darksiders too. In fact, that was your nominee for Game of the Year. Was that not? Was that not correct? Uh, yeah, I love the Darksiders series. It's one of my favorite series that have come out um, in recent years. And that's and that's just a name, you know. As far as it's concerned, they do have a few. I mean, they still have, like I said, the the WWE series. As far as that's still locked up at this present time, um, they don't have the UFC anymore. They sold that off last year. Um, oh, they bummer. let that go. Well, you say that, and and that's a, that's a million seller right there that that they let go of. Um, also, as well, they do have the Saints Row series and Saints Row Four. I know as being you know something that that's definitely being developed because that's oh. <laughs> no 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 not another one Enoch you can't argue with 5 million copies being sold I, I don't know why you even try but yeah I just it's such a it's bad, all about making trying to make a profit it's such an awful game I don't understand I just don't understand anyways <laughs> as it, they do have some desirable assets as a company um, so it's it's something that you know their mismanagement for years with the U draw finally came up to finally caught the best of them. They tried to stay afloat for years. Uh, they have been at as of the moment delisted for, uh, as a stock from the Nasdaq market, but you never know. Uh, we'll, we'll see over the next probably forty-five to ninety days uh, exactly what will happen and if THQ as an entity will cease to exist and their assets sold off to the highest bidder, or if they are given the clearance to go ahead and try and restructure their company. Well, if you ever get me that game drill, I will tie a brick to it, light it on fire, and throw it through your window. <laughs> Just letting you know. Awesome. <laughs> so, does anybody else have anything to comment Just make sure. Just make sure you put it on YouTube on our YourGameSource.com channel so not only <laughs> are able to see that, but also the local authorities as well, sir. <laughs> uh, all right, so before we go on break, does anybody... <laughs> Anybody else want to add anything to that? I really hope this doesn't delay the South Park game because I was actually looking forward to that a lot. No, Bryce. <laughs> I, I don't actually think it'll delay it because it is scheduled for a spring release. I think if anything will delay it, I think it's the actual company working on it, Obsidian Entertainment. Uh, because as you know, Bryce, and as I'm sure Stephanie and Sarah know as well, when they've played Fallout, uh, when they've uh, New Vegas, when they've played Alpha Protocol and other games that they've made, there has been a tendency to be a little bit buggy. And, and I think this time they really need to make sure they, they have a lot of polish on this game because a lot of eyes are not only looking at it, but it's very important. If, if might be very, It might be the only thing that keeps THQ alive if it sells well. Wasn't well, it already delayed? Yeah, it's been delayed by about a year. That's what I thought. Or it was supposed to come out in November, I believe, and it's it's now it's been pushed back six yes. months. That was one of the ones with along with uh, 
God of War, um, Tomb Raider, and Bioshock Infinite that was supposed to come out this past fall, but decided to be delayed. Yeah, and as far as Obsidian's buggy, um, you know, history, those games I have to defend are massive worlds with infinite possibilities in them. I don't think South Park's going to have that kind of uh, open world atmosphere. It's kind of like Skyrim. The, the world is so big, there's bound to be bugs that you you just can't foresee. That, that's how I feel Fallout and uh, Fallout New Vegas was. Just, the world is so expansive that there's just bound to be bugs that you can't prepare yourself for until they actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> we are going to go ahead and head to a break. And when we come back, we will answer a couple questions and do our roundtable of doom. Oh, yeah. You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. Yay! Great job, girls. All right, guys. <laughs> and gals. Um, we're going <laughs> to... Sorry. Coming out of break. Funny, funny stuff. Um, in place of reviews, we're going to do Game Source Jeopardy. <laughs> Jeopardy 2? What? <laughs> what is your biggest video game news item of 2012? My personal news item? Yes, sir. Um, Echo. You use the question in a sentence? In your opinion, Bryce, what uh, what was the biggest video game news item of 2012? Is this an opinion or a right or wrong answer? No, just your opinion. <laughs> Is this a one to ten thing? <laughs> I, don't, I thought I was being judged with 800 points. <laughs> you can double down. You can double down for 1600 if you feel uh, comfortable. My the biggest news in gaming would have to be this year the announcement of. Two new consoles and the release of the Wii U. Better hardware equals more games. That'd probably be my biggest news. Uh, Xbox 720. Sarah, for 400, what's yours? <laughs> Wait, what, how can I get less points than him? Because you yeah. could triple, you could triple down and get 1,200. <laughs> but I doubled down and got 1,600. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. So you'd have to actually. <laughs> <laughs> Right Hold on, wait, wait. So you can triple down and then double down from there. And then divide by zero. <laughs> you go back to Warcraft. Okay, so 1,200 and then we'll double down from there so you get 2,400. <laughs> you give half to charity. Okay. I think that I'm going to have to agree with the uh, like the announcement of new consoles. All right. So, for forty eight hundred, <laughs> let's see. I got chipped. <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> um, I don't know. To me, the console, the official announcing of the console, wasn't that big of a deal because there's been rumors going around about it for I don't know how long. Um, so I think for me, the biggest news was just the Wii U launch and it coming out and having a new. A new system in my hands. Gerald for zero. <laughs> that's less. Well, that's less than what I thought. I thought he was going to give me two, but uh, how is that less than two? <laughs> <laughs> Zero's less than two. Yes, Did you fail math, babe? No, Zero's less than uh, two. 
I thought you said. I thought two was the lower number of what I was trying to get at. Wow. Well, that, I'm all hopped up, with Dr. Pepper. Leave me alone. That's like that's like a nick, neck for Nick. A neck for Nick. Anyways, uh, for me, it's actually the Kickstarter craze. Uh, I think was the biggest. <laughs> of 2012 with a whole bunch of uh, hopeful video games, albeit most of them will never reach a AAA status, but a lot of uh, dreams uh, as far as for gamers, hardcore gamers is concerned, uh, have been brought back to life with um, a lot of projects that were successfully funded. Whether those games will actually come to fruition, uh, we'll start seeing hopefully some of the fruits of that those investments uh, this year. I just hope uh, that the Kickstarter craze, um, in some form or fashion, be it you know if not Kickstarter.com or f- through some way that people are able to invest in games, uh, if they're interested, uh, it just creates a, a whole new dynamic and, and gives publishers and smaller developers and independent developers the chance to to make some games uh, and quality games that they couldn't do so before because they weren't picked up. Uh, by the right individuals. And the next question for tonight. Sarah, will it be a better or worse year for video game in 2013? I would hope that it would be better because I feel like after last year, especially in the summer months, it can only get better. But I think that it's going to remain to be seen. Bryce? Uh, too early to tell, Bob. Too early to tell. <laughs> All right. Stephanie, what about you? <laughs> um, I actually agree. It's too early to tell, though I hope that it'll be a better year, but I don't think we can really tell, you know, from the 7th of January. <laughs> and Gerald? Uh, I think it'd go anywhere from, uh, uh, you know, on up from here because 2012 was one of the worst years in gaming in gaming history, uh, and you can quote me on that. Uh, I can just tell you right now: for all the the games that moved from 2012 to 2013, for all the studios that closed uh, that could have made quality games, um, 2012 has to go down as one of the worst years ever as far as quality of video games. Uh, you can just see it as far as a lot of the choices for game of the year uh, were not the huge budget action games and were, were games different that probably wouldn't have been considered uh, for those top spots had a full plethora of high quality games that were of you know substantial length and development uh, had been made like in previous years. Um, and it just shows that, that 2013 with, with the already good slate of games that were bumped over uh, uh, starting with Dead Space 3, DMC, uh, Bioshock Infinite, Tomb Raider, God of War Ascension, Gears of War Judgment, um, also as well, The Last of Us. You know, there's so many great games coming down the pike um, already so far in the first half of the year that uh, it definitely is going to look like it's a you know, good, game, good better year already for video games. And with hopefully at least one, if not both, uh, the PS4, PS4 and, and or 720 uh, from Xbox, hopefully, quote unquote, will come out. Um, fingers crossed, uh, you know, you're going to have a whole slew of games coming out for, for that later this year. So uh, I see 2013 as definitely a much better year for video gaming. Back to I, you, Bob. I think you've uh, went over the, your time limit, Gerald. <laughs> I'm going to have to mark you wrong for that question. <laughs> So, our secret Jeopardy question. That's right, everyone. It's not on the script. (laughs) What is your most anticipated game of 2013 in a one-word answer? Wait, 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 wait. That's that's one of our awards. No, it is not. It is. Take a look. Oh, son of a... (laughs) Okay. That's for the next segment, you moron. (laughs) Anyway... That will conclude Jeopardy! <laughs> Game Source Jeopardy! Off to break. The Round Table of Doom! <laughs> Sometimes I just want to hit you. 
Here I thought I was being clever. <laughs> that day is not definitely not today. All right, so, Gerald. Uh, well, I can't do it as well as Chris, but um, Bryce probably can do it. Bryce probably has a deeper. Well, do you have a deeper voice than I do? You think, Bryce? I don't know. Do I? Nah. How about how about the ladies, Stephanie and Sarah? What time is it? I do. What? what? Round <laughs> table of doom. <laughs> Round table of doom. The Round Table of Doom category winners, who also receive points. Well, this this is the, this is the 2012 Game of the Year voting, as voted on by our incredible staff. Yes. So we are going to start. Which also, which also includes you. Silence, old man. We are going to start with. Silence. What a bummer! Also known as the most disappointing game of 2012. Diablo <laughs> 3. Did anybody have anything to comment on uh, the most disappointing game, by the way, or no? <laughs> did that come as a surprise? Well, actually, for me, it did because the initial uh, acceptance by, um, you know, Jamie, uh, Bryce, and Jeremiah, because on, on our Diablo 3 podcast, all three individuals gave it a 10. Um, mm-hmm. But you guys. Uh, as I've talked to all three of you, you said as you've kept playing, the game just didn't get to to be what you wanted it to be. And definitely after reading Sarah's comments and, and getting Sarah's opinion um, and Stephanie's as well, I'm reading both of them as we speak on our Game of the Year page at NewYorkGamesSource.com. I can imagine uh, from what I'm seeing here that both you ladies as well uh, agree that Diablo 3 is... Uh, much more disappointing than Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified, and Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, uh, which were also voted uh, uh, considered in the voting as well. But uh, I'll let you guys elaborate on why Diablo 3 was such a bummer. I felt like after I had played through twice and beaten the game, there was no replay value. Basically, once you got to the hardest level of gameplay you were forced to play on a team or you were not going to be able to do anything in the game you were just constantly dying and i really felt that they wanted you to play the game the way that they wanted you to play the game and that was it essentially they were forcing you to use the auction house and uh rely on teammates and everything else and that's just not how i wanted to play diablo that's not the way that earlier Diablos were it just it became immensely frustrating and it sucked all the enjoyment out of it for me already any other comments concerns questions no okay well, uh, I know um, a lot of the times uh, when Jeremiah's in a game that we could play multiplayer or anything together um if it's really good like he keeps bugging me and bugging me and bugging me until i go and get it so we can play together and that's how it started with diablo and like uh, uh, after a while it just like died down it, it kind of he didn't even want me to play it anymore he was so sick of it because like sarah was saying he couldn't do anything past a certain point you had to play with somebody else that was as geared or better to to be able to do anything. Okay. Well, uh, like we like we said, that got the uh, game source uh, most disappointing um, most disappointing game in 2012. Uh, Ratatat, also known as the best shooter of 2012, Borderlands 2. Um, <laughs> I got your skill tree right here, also known as Best RPG of 2012, Mass Effect. Well, hold on. 3. Did you want to? Yeah, we also for the best shooter for Border. Uh, we did. Yeah, you know, I liked Borderlands too. That was a pretty much overwhelming uh, consensus on that. Although some consideration was given to uh, in the voting as far as the concern to Halo 4 and Call of Duty Black Ops 2. So we want to give some shout out to them. So anybody out there who thinks uh, that they were good shooters they were they just weren't didn't cut the mustard uh, as well enough as Borderlands 2 did with us 
And as for uh, best RPG, um, Xenoblade Chronicles, which is a definite favorite of Jeremiah, um, and then Final Fantasy thirteen dash two was also heavily considered in the voting as well. Oh yeah, I don't know why. Nah, don't step in that, Gerald. Oh, I already did. It's on the uh, point counterpoint. Final Fantasy uh, thoughts. But... Don't don't step in that. Don't get me started. <laughs> Catch me on the download, also known as the best DLC, downloadable content, The Walking Dead. Um, uh, and then, uh, you know, with that, the uh, ones that just missed the cut were uh, Journey oh, for the PS3 and Elder Scrolls V, Guard. So um, all excellent downloads, and uh, I do uh, strongly consider it. anybody who's interested in that that hasn't heard or hasn't played it already get a chance to play The Walking Dead and also Journey as well. The really uh, for the games that they are, even though they're a smaller in nature, they are still very high quality games. So, publish this, also known as the best publisher of 2012, Activision Blizzard. Next favorite. Oh yeah, just missed the cut. Nintendo and Ubisoft. And On The Go, also known as the best handheld mobile game of 2012, dot, 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 Gravity Rush, and Just Missing the Cut, which, oh, I'm sorry, man, Uncharted, Golden Abyss, has got to take the number one on that one. However, Just Missing the Cut, Uncharted, Golden Abyss, Professor Layton in the, whoops, in the Miracle Mask, Kid Icarus Uprising. Although Gravity Rush was a pretty good game, though. I don't know if it necessarily made the best, but um, all right. When I'm not busy hacking, also known as the best PC game of 2012, Guild Wars 2. Just missing the cut, Planetside 2, The Walking Dead. The lame, <laughs> the lame game of shame, also known as the worst game of 2012. Expendables 2. Wow. Resident Evil 6 fell into that category? I don't know, man. I'd have to say Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City was the worst, in my opinion. But uh, Ninja Gaiden 3, um, Street Battalion Heavy Armor, 007 Legends, and Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified. It was just a, a plenty of... Um you know, choices to go from as far as for worst game of the year. And, and I just think, you know, if somebody wants to check out our thoughts on the Expendable 2 and wonder why the game is so bad that it weren't earned that title, just have to go to our yourgamesource.com uh, YouTube site and just select the Expendable 2's review from Jamie and they'll understand why. <laughs> if I could only buy one game in 2013, it would be, oh, yes. The most anticipated game, well, it's actually the most anticipated game in 2013, but it was nominated in 2012, The Last of Us. Yes, we will buy this game. Yes, it will be the game of the year. <laughs> well, uh, some of the others that were mentioned were Star Wars 1313, Beyond Two Souls, Star Trek The Game, Pikmin 3, Gears of War Judgment, God of War Ascension, and Bioshock Infinite were all considered, were all voted on. Um, Last of Us from our staff got the most votes on that but uh, before you head off into the next and biggest award of them all um, let's just uh, you asked that question earlier Nick so uh, Nick what was your choice for your most anticipated game you know Now that I'm looking at The Last of Us, I, it's really a toss-up between Bioshock Infinite and The Last of Us. If you could Us. only choose one, the question is, if you could I, if you only had 60. I, I would have to say The Last of Us. Bryce? I actually am going to vote for Watch Dogs. Oh, traitor. Yep. Watch Dogs really caught my uh, attention at E3. And I will be picking that game up. Do you think that will come out this year or uh, at another I think year? it'll be out late holiday season of this year. Stephanie? Uh, I cannot wait for Beyond Two Souls. 
And Sarah? I'm going to have to go with The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> I I agree as well. That's And then a few, other, a few other members of our staff chose that as well. So, um, But like I said, those are all great games that were listed. Uh, Watch Dogs is also incredible as well. Uh, Beyond Two Souls look great. A lot of these games looked outstanding. And uh, I'm just, you know, that's why I think it's just going to be, if, if all these titles come out this year on top of whatever else is announced, I just think it's going to be an, a, a substantially better year than last year. So, Well, let's have a, a drum roll as we make the final announcement. Okay, drum roll, please. The Badass Mamma Jamma, also known as Game of the Year 2012 Mass Effect 3. Yeah. Despite its terrible ending. <laughs> was voted on by our staff. Yeah. But what were these, some of the other games that just missed the cut? Uh, Borderlands 2, uh, Darksiders 2, Xenoblade Chronicles, and Kid Icarus Uprising. Uprising. Well, I just think uh, Mass Effect 3, was it was a great way for virtually all the entire game, uh, a great way to close out the series, even though little did I know that they were going to make more Mass Effects, just not with Shepard. Uh, either the way you could uh, port the games, uh, your your character from game to game to game and see how it developed, um, it was truly a remarkable experience. And uh, I just think it it may, even though it didn't end up in the, on, on the highest of notes i still think overall the quality of the game cannot be uh, undermined and i just think it was substantially better than than any other game of its ilk uh with that type of length or quality um than anything else this year i mean the walking dead and journey people seem to be going uh gaga for them and i think they're great games but i just think they did not have as much uh depth as as mass effect 3 offered and i I just think that overall it was uh mass effect 3 uh over uh any other game this year but that you know a game without that has that type of flaws it just shows me that 2012 was needed a few more good hits and that's why 2013 is going to be an even better year no true that um especially with games such as um the last of us and bioshock infinite and the other titles that we mentioned so um with that though ladies and gentlemen uh that'll about conclude our evening tonight so we just want to let you uh know again that um we will be at ces uh 2013 tomorrow uh conducting our podcast and um i think we'll be doing video as well uh video audio all that good stuff so um you know tune in to www.yourgamesource.com and keep a lookout for us. I'm sure Jero will be wearing his Game Source shirt. Although Sarah did uh, make a great suggestion, we should get buttons. And then also, Jamie uh, mentioned lanyards. So work on that, Nick. Oh, yeah, I'll get right on it. Um, <laughs> as always, you can check us out at uh, Your Game Source, D O T C O M, yourgamesource.com on YouTube. Uh, also at www.yourgamesource.com. And don't forget that we are also on iTunes as well. So you can download our podcast for free. Everyone likes free 99. Don't forget our mobile app. Yep, our mobile app. Uh, you can also you know, see, I can't rattle off the URL for our mobile app. Well, just click on my face on the website that you see on the that with me holding the cell phone. Or you can go to our Game Source Facebook page. And when you like us, you'll actually see in the description the actual URL so that you, yes, you can easily download our GameSource app. We constantly update it. Uh, we make it a priority here at GameSource because uh, we understand the mobile market. And uh, it's actually a really great feature that, that Nick, dare I say, Nick helped develop. And, and there's a lot of great features on it. If you want a great version of, of Game Source, that's a way to go because it has all of our latest blogs, reviews, uh, podcasts, uh, YouTube, Twitter. It has it all right there in a nutshell. You heard him say it. It's recorded forever in cyberspace. <laughs> all right. Well, everybody, uh, thank you for joining us tonight and have a wonderful evening. And uh, thank you, uh, Sarah, Stephanie, Bryce, Gerald, for joining us. And uh, good night, Game Source listeners. Till tomorrow. I'm going to hit you, though. Oh, I know you are. <laughs>
gonna list. You're gonna list the winner. We can list out the nominees. No, because my because it's ten o'clock and my memory is not very good to begin with. So, can you read a web page? Ah, oh, that means I have to go to the website. Okay, hold on. God forbid you'd want to go to the website. Oh, shut up. God forbid it. <laughs> you know, Bryce, you're not helping. <laughs> no, not here to help. Just to die. 